Hello and welcome. So uh, we're back in for season two of the Global Skiing Podcast and JF and I had a great chat last time and we thought we should do it again. So JF's here chatting with me from uh, Quebec, Canada. How are you, JF? Super good, Tom. How are you? Yeah, good, good, good. Um, we're going to make it a bit quicker this time. Um, but I just wanted to see, since we last spoke and now is kind of almost a year in between, I just wanted to uh, check in and see, you know, what you've been up to. Tell me about some of the major things that have changed in your skiing and um, what you're continuing to work on. So, yeah, any, any, any good things that have, events, things that have happened in this last year you think are worth mentioning? The first element that... Uh, I did is uh, after uh, we went to Austria with uh, Paul and Riley, we met with uh, Fabian, that boot fitter, and I changed my uh, <laughs> my alignment a lot. And uh, I had like so much correction on my uh, left foot. Uh, I had uh, like my, uh, I had about like five degrees uh, uh, that was tilting my left foot to the inside and I gradually took away that correction to come back flat so that was major yeah and uh, can I ask was it was was the degrees tipping you in was it along the whole outside of your left boot yes yes and was it under the under the sole or was it uh, on the boot board under the sole under the sole okay yep. yeah got it so that that's a huge correction, and that was making my knee track straight when I uh, stand on the machine. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I've been using that for three years, and uh, I've just I decided just to test uh, the good old way. Uh, like just I took everything away, and I started from scratch. Yeah, uh, and really made. Like my boot totally neutral, which is more natural to me on the machine. I'm not straight, but I end up in my mind. I I think I'm skiing a little bit more freely this way on the machine. It's nothing near the center, but my body moves more naturally this way. So that was one of the biggest uh, biggest thing I've been uh, like I've been experiencing and. I'm still searching for flow. I'm still searching for uh, like uh, really good connections uh, in between turns. I've been working a lot in between turns, trying not to overwork the end of the turn and really trying to glide better and connect the turns better. So uh, with Paul and Riley, like uh, we've we've been working a lot on having. Uh, like the, the center of mass traveling a little bit more parallel to the ground, not allowing too much rise in the transition. So this is some, uh, some elements I've been, uh, I've been playing with a lot. And uh, I've been playing a lot lately with the idea of uh, like the inside ski being the decider and the outside ski being more of the rider. So I'm gaining some angle with uh, my uh, my inside ski while my outside ski is enjoying the ride and gliding so yeah. versus trying to force too much that outside ski like 
And after that discussion we've had about foot pronation, to me, it's just to allow that pronation to uh, show up naturally instead of forcing it. Yeah, yeah, cool. And you uh, have you been going, how's the response being when you talk with this sort of stuff or train the instructors you work with? Uh, with these kind of concepts, even like real, you know, so like rookie academy, new people, do they? Do you find they kind of get it? Um, do they? We like very often at the start, it's those movements are far away from what they initially do, but uh, after working uh, a couple of days on the movements, they can see like uh, the power of those concepts, especially like, like as basic as uh, like a lot of people, they allow the mass to rise too much in between turns. Like Newton said, what goes up will eventually come down. So that leads to a lot of compression, which yeah. we see a lot in our uh, students. And uh, like we've been working uh, a lot more on like suspending the inside half of the body and really trying to, in the transition, to glide and connect with the ski versus rising too much. And like, it's been good. Like the results have been, uh, have been really, really good. And uh, like a lot more performance on the top part of the turn the using those principles. Yeah, nice, nice. So, um, uh, so you talked about uh, you've changed your your equipment. Have you also changed anything in the skis you're using? Like, are you skiing more on a longer ski, a shorter ski more? Are you, where are you where are you at with your equipment for skis? I've been uh, skiing a lot more on a, a 25 meter GS ski, which uh, like change a little bit the way I'm initiating the turn. Like you really need to be gliding with with the ski a lot more versus the, the shorter skis, the slalom skis, they allow a lot more movement to the inside. Yep. Uh, for sure, it's been challenging at home. Like we started the season with not too many runs open, so it's been very crowded. So it's always challenging to ski on a 25-meter GS when there's a lot of people on the slope. Yeah. So, like, I'm still using my slalom on busy days, but as soon as I get the chance, I like to play with those GS uh, in order to test my balance yeah. uh, on the top of the turn with those longer uh, radius skis. Yeah. Do you find, do you find uh, that with the longer radius skis, you can work on some of the concepts you were just talking about more easily or they're more apparent as to whether that you know it feels like that inside ski being the decider and the outside being the rider do you feel it's easier to to notice when you get it right definitely like yep. yeah like those gs skis it, it tells you if your movement pattern is uh, is good or not like uh, on a slalom ski, you can cheat so much more yeah. uh, versus the GS ski, uh, you really need to be precise in the movements. And when you do it right, the ski gives you back so much and so much glide uh, in between. So 
like I've been uh, when you start to ski on those GS you tend to uh, you want to compress on that outside ski to make it bend yeah but <laughs> when I started to really like try to gain some angle pulling that outside ski using a little bit more that inside ski tilting uh, I started to load the outside ski through angle versus through compression. And this is when I started having a lot of fun with those skis. Like yeah. the ski bending and releasing, it's a, such a nice feeling when you do it right. It gives you so much energy and so much acceleration out of the turn. Yeah, yeah, nice. So who are you looking at like, uh, you know, visually to help you kind of, yeah, get in your mind the kind of, the kind of picture you like to see, the way people move, who you're looking at, like World Cup-wise or just on the internet? Honestly, I look at a lot, a lot of skiers, like, and I try to take what I like with everybody, and it's funny to say, but I've been looking a lot at the young racers in the ski club uh -huh. at Mont-Saint-Anne. I'm seeing so many seven, eight, nine years old skiing so nice, so fluid. Uh, like those, this junior equipment is getting so, so much better. Like they're skiing on like very nice equipment versus a, a couple of years ago. And I get inspired by those young, uh, young racers. I, I made a new presentation this year and, uh, I found that uh, that girl uh, on uh, Riley's uh, YouTube uh, channel. It's her name is uh, Lara Dalamia. Like, okay. I think she's she must be like twelve or thirteen years old. Like she's she's skiing on GS uh, on a GS race at the Topolino race. Yep. And I love the flow and like the girl must be like eighty pounds. Like she's yeah. so small, but she's just tilting those skis back and forth and it's so nice to look at her glide uh i kind of that kind of set up my my season when i started i say i'm not gonna try to make things too complicated i just want to find some flow and i really want to uh, load the ski using the external forces versus trying physically to work too much in order yeah. to bend the ski so like this is what i i see this young uh, racer doing so well uh like she's bending the ski as a result of the angle and direction she applies but like she's not that strong like yeah she has the legs are the same uh, size as my arm so yeah. like yeah <laughs> she she's doing some amazing turn and like a lot of deflection a lot of rebound with not a lot of muscles yeah. so that was quite inspiring for me and like it it leads a little bit like the last discussion we've had uh, like using a lot like uh, the the catapult effect and I'm I'm trying to like work a little bit more uh with uh, the the winding and unwinding versus trying to muscle my way around those terms yeah cool for Excellent. sure for sure I I look at uh, at Paul at Riley. I look at uh, a lot of the Japanese skiers, like our incredible like Takao Maruyama, Daisuke Yoshioka. Uh, 
I look at Richie Berger. I really like what he does. Uh, I look at uh, Andreas Petel. I look at like John Ashland, Jonathan Belou. Like there's so many skiers uh, who are are doing such a good job, and uh, like those Swiss guys are, yeah. are amazing Ripping. skiers. Like there's there's uh, like so many good guys out there that yep. we don't necessarily uh, hear about. And I, I love to watch like uh, at a skier who is uh, loose and letting things happen as a result versus using too much muscle. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I must say at the, the last Interski in Ushuaia, um, there was one Swiss guy there who uh, probably took um, the cake as my favorite on piece skier anyway and he had that looseness dynamic kind of um body body flow and yeah it was awesome to see him come down this really icy steep blue section above the demo slope and just absolutely like lay these slalom skis over perfectly and just get popped up and over into the next one i really i really liked his whole body kind of just being a little bit more supple not super disciplined with with the arms or the upper body just allowing them to all be a little bit more yeah mobile and 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 adaptable that that was really cool so i took away um yeah a bit like watching kids you know trying not to force things too much it's it's very easy to do isn't it to just uh, try and create a picture rather than just let it happen. Yeah, and you know, from the last discussion we've had, like you were telling me that, like the muscles, they don't like to be like uh, in a stretched or in a compressed position for a long time. And yep. like this is another element that really inspired me in that discussion. Like as soon as you try to lock yourself up in the extreme, this is where it starts to be unnatural. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like we talked about, you need some perpetual motion to just keep going where things are just bouncing around and and, and gaining energy and releasing it and, and being sort of flung into one area to another, not, not keeping it kind of contained, but allowing it to kind of bounce around your whole, your whole body. Yeah, so. exactly. And this is what I see in the young skiers, like... Uh, it, it's really nice to see an eight-year-old doing that. And there is some incredible kids out there. Like I was just uh, looking at, uh, I was coaching the other day and there was a, a ski club uh, course next to mine. And like I was looking at those kids and I was so impressed and they were so small. Uh, like I just stopped one of them and I say, just you're skiing so well what, tell me what you're thinking about and he said i'm just trying to put the skis this way and this way and that's it like that's it. it's so simple in his mind and honestly this is it yeah like we, if we like if we incorporate some flow in our moves i think this is the key and this is what stands out in in the the good skiers movement patterns yeah yeah absolutely so um it, the uh, the next project, like if you like the project kits you did with Paul and Riley, the next one 
have you got some ideas on what you would like to present or, or talk about, you know, other than what we've worked on, uh, sorry, talked about already in that, in that project? Where do you think, where do you think we could, uh, the, some of the elite skiers could, could I guess focus on to help the rest of um, the ski world come along and, and keep progressing? Where do you think there's some, some information they need? Honestly, and it's not because we talk, but I think, I think you should be involved into that because I think we need to learn how to use our body properly. And you know what you've said about that Swiss skier who was a little bit more like uh, free in his movements. I think like this is where I want to go. I don't want to lock myself up and I, I want to use my body uh, and like create a, a catapult effect with my body. And for that, we need some guys like you in order to increase the understanding we have and uh, try to maybe get out of the, the perfect image and really try, like the people, they'll, they'll forget a little bit the image when the catapult is active. Yeah. Uh, it gets it's so impressive when you see the result of like having like in, engaging in the, like the movements in the right sequence and having that unwinding that really creates a lot of yep. deflection. Like I think th there's some some stuff we can uh, modify a little bit in the way we ski in order to achieve that. And we need a guy who has uh, the knowledge you have. I think in order to to go further with that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, because did you see uh, at the last project? I know you had there's quite a lot of people following you guys around, um, and there's one guy I'm maybe thinking of in particular who put up a video of his progression um, over the few days he skied with you guys. So, um, what do you think was a big part of him? Because to me, he looked like he his skiing just went like totally different over those few days. Like, do you think it was it was it uh, this environment of just all these passionate skiers? Was that a big component? Was it the information he got? Do you think it was just watching and watching the others? What do you reckon was kind of? I um, think honestly, it made for everybody. Like we talked about it, and uh, for everybody, just being together has been uh, like really great to give the best of ourselves. Like, where everybody's working really hard, like, uh, everybody's working on their side, and uh, we don't get the chance that much to train together. And like, it's just been great to get together. The environment was so positive, so so free that it allow us just to ski to our, our full potential. So that yeah. was like a really good atmosphere that helps. But also, I guess, like we all learn from each other and it's fun to stimulate the eye. Like for sure, when you look at good skiing, it makes you want to ski better and it makes you want to try stuff. And for sure, like everyone has a bit of his own style, but... We try to get like uh, what we liked about each other 
And for example, uh, Charles, who was uh, skiing with us, Charles and uh, Dominic, who were following us around, they did amazing turns. And I think, like, looking a little bit at the movement patterns, they just try to uh, emulate a little bit what yeah. Paul and Riley were doing. And, uh, like, those guys skied really, really great, like, uh, did, yeah. made some super nice turns. But we haven't necessarily coached yeah. each other that much. We just yeah. talk a little bit about our beliefs, what we're working on, but we haven't really like went into the coaching. Like yeah. Paul, uh, when we started this whole thing, he was saying, Riley and I, when we're skiing, we're, we're, we're just having fun skiing and we're talking about skiing when we're in the living room. Yeah. Like when we're on the slopes, we finally get to ski together. We just enjoy every turn and we just ski. Yeah. And this is what we did. We ski, we filmed. We haven't talked that much on the side of the run. Like we've done some talking inside uh, and share a little bit how we view things. But uh, that's also like it could get kind of uh, a little bit uh, painful sometimes when we just talk about it. But <laughs> we don't actually ski Do, yeah we've done a we've done a lot of skiing together and i think just the environment uh made everybody ski to their full potential yeah that's what it that's what it seemed like and um yeah it'd be cool i think uh i think that would be a great idea for like a a, a a camp one day like i've got an idea what i would love to do is is uh you know you go away for a week with with these people, you know, who ski really well, but there's not a really big formula to like, this is what we do this day or whatever. It's more, you go out and ski and in the mornings you perhaps explore your body and, and get to know it a little bit better and feel some things that are strange and new. And then you go out and, and just try that sort of, uh, in your skiing, taking your skiing out of your comfort zone and, you know, taking discipline away and just seeing what happens when you, yeah, maybe try and emulate the angles or the kind of the the slingshotting across the hill of of people and in a really non-judgmental environment. So there's no real coach, as as you said, it's just a bunch of people that are bouncing ideas off of each other. Yeah, and this is exactly what happened out there. Like when you say non-judgment, like. We were there to enjoy like the skiing of everybody and we like there was no critique or there was no like if there was a comment like we asked each other at one point like what do you think uh, about what I do and uh, what would you do different or whatever. Yeah, we talked about it but it was kind of a small portion of our of our week like we've we've basically skied and inspire each other, which yep. I think, honestly, like, that was the best ski week of my life, honestly. Like, yeah. like, skiing with a bunch of friends and just going for it, but not overthinking it. Yeah. It was just so nice. Yeah, yeah. And I imagine there was probably, um, like, it's really nice if if someone asks you, you know, for your input if you respond with, you know, trying to find out, well, what is it you're actually trying to do first? Because if you're giving feedback on something that they're not really trying to do, then that's not very helpful. So I'm sure there was a bit of that in there. 
they would, you know, you'd ask each other, well, what are, what are you trying to achieve first before I tell you if you're achieving that or not? Yeah, definitely. Especially when, you know, you get out of your country and you're skiing with some people from another country. That is, like, for sure, like, you don't want to impose stuff. So you're always, you're interested in, okay, what are you trying to do? What's important for you? Yeah. And and then when the doors open, they're going to, like, in the discussion, okay, so, hi, right, that's interesting. So... I try to do what you do, but here's the path I take. Yeah. And this is what we're interested in. Yeah. We're not necessarily interested in, in the, okay, you should do that and you should do that this way. Or here's like how you should do it. No, it's more like I like what you do and I feel that also. Here's how I feel it and here how the, the, the way I, uh, I train with it. So it's a lot more healthy conversations. Yeah. Definitely, definitely it is. Yeah, cool. Well, I think the next project could be perhaps full of hundreds of people following your, you guys around, which would be... Well, yeah, fun. and you need, you need to, to be part of the project, uh, Tom, honestly. Like, uh, you, I think you have something to bring uh, around that table. And every time we speak, I'm so inspired and I, I always look forward to testing all everything we talk together and... Like you're, you have to be there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best to get over there. Um, so I guess uh, wrapping up now. Ask you about your equipment. Any other things you'd want to finish with? Like what it, for for the rest of this season? What's what's your goal? Are you? Is there a goal you've kind of set for yourself in your own skiing? Um. I my goal is to to ski and uh, to receive the pressure versus physically trying to load the ski with uh, like uh, some internal pressure. So I'm receiving the pressure, I'm receiving the forces and directing the forces, and ideally uh, I try to do it using my body as a catapult in order to create a, a greater reaction. So like as natural as possible, trying not to uh, put too much physical strength into it. And the concept of receiving and directing the pressure is what I'm, I'm playing with a lot right now. Excellent. And like this is something I uh, I constantly have in mind, and it's tied in with the suspension concept we've we've been talking about like for the for the last few years, and uh, I try to uh, to continue to bend the ski using those outside forces. Uh, like this is the key in order, in my opinion, in order to generate some performance. Yep. Any. Uh... Are you at all playing in uh, like off-paced moguls? Um, yeah, I I love off-piste. Unfortunately, uh, it's it's so thin, right? Uh, like the last two seasons, we haven't had enough snow to go in the bump runs that much. Like right. we've had very few opportunities. I've just been uh, like today. I've said uh, like I need to go like in the bumps a little bit, but. There's still uh, like thin coverage, a lot of rocks. So uh, like, hopefully yeah. we get a little bit more, a little bit more snow. But 
like definitely uh, as soon as I have the chance uh, <laughs> this is where I like to uh, where I like to to play and uh, to develop uh, develop my skiing I also ski I also work a lot every day with with the clients and for sure I'm using a little bit of uh, off-piste to develop the skiing, but there's some motions that needs to be developed on-piste before we move to uh, to this kind of terrain. Yep. But definitely, uh, like in my training plan for myself, uh, like skiing the bumps and skiing uh, like off-piste is, I think, something that will help me a lot to achieve uh, achieve my goals. That's for sure. Yeah, because I guess it's a bit different in the in the bumps because the pressure is kind of coming at you know where you're trying to direct that pressure you in the bumps you're not really wanting to or you could but it's not so much about that deflection or anything so yeah finally are there any any things you maybe switch your um goal outcome to when you're in the bumps well like you know the bumps when you see when you see us ski in the bumps in Eastern Canada, it looks like there's snow like in Japan, <laughs> but what's underneath is freaking hard, hard. <laughs> like hard. So it's difficult. It's very difficult on the body. So yeah. like you see, I always I'm always a bit jealous when I see uh, those uh, like uh, those turns in the bumps in soft snow. Like yeah. it allows. Like uh, when I look at Paul and Riley, like I always, I always dream about going and skiing a bit of soft snow uh, <laughs> in Japan. It allows you to ski a much more direct line. Yeah. Versus uh, at home, uh, it's totally different. Even if yeah. you look at the snow going back and forth on each side, the terrain is a lot harder. So you need to have a bit of a rounder line in order to survive your yeah. run because it's hard hard on the body yeah. but again it it forces us to uh like uh, be a little bit more uh, supple in the joints and uh, it's it's a challenge to ski fast in those yeah. uh, in those hard bumps but yeah. uh, it, it's really really good training and uh, like you're you're definitely using the configuration of the terrain to bend the ski the snow is so hard that if you time your motion well with the terrain, it's the terrain that bends the ski mm -hmm. versus skiing on softer bumps. Like you don't have that, that effect as much. Mm -hmm. So uh, like this is something like reading the terrain is something we, I work a lot on in order to, to generate like good performance. Yeah. Like you could, uh, would you, you even could say ski. that, um, that like you, you need to, to, to use your ski, as another element of suspension, if if you're not placing the ski direct in the ski in the right spot, then it gives you no help in when it bends, taking up some of that energy that is going to shock your shock your system. Exactly. Yeah. Like uh, it's uh, definitely like uh, the way the line you're using will uh, <laughs> dictate how the ski will bend and how you'll be able to connect those turns. Yeah. This is something I've I've been uh, been playing with uh, with a lot, and you know, like for sure I'm realistic. Also, I've been uh, I had uh, like uh, a lot of back problems, and like in the bumps, if my leg is doing 
like a lot of uh, like uh, extension and retraction it it's uh, like i got some uh, some issues with uh, like the left side of my body there and uh, in the last 2 years i've hurt in the bum so i'm always like careful i don't want to yeah. end up my season trying just to go fast in the in yeah. hard bumps so yeah. i'm careful about that but it's too bad i i need to live with it but it's been the the bumps is something i really really appreciate doing yeah so nice awesome all right well uh thanks again for your time jf and as always it's great catching up and sharing ideas and hearing what each other's been up to and uh, yeah, look forward to catching up with you again soon. All the best for the rest of your winter. I hope it snows a hell hell of a lot more so you get those softer bumps. And yeah, uh, thank you, thanks, Tom. It's always good to chat, and uh, I look forward to the next time. And uh, thanks so much for again doing this. It's uh, it's great discussion, and uh, it's gonna help us to to ski better. Definitely. All right. Au revoir. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> Some of you may already know that I've been advising Carve and working with the team for some time now. And this year, the team has come up with probably some of the most exciting developments to date. They've been working on representing the most fun parts of skiing in their system. They've developed three brand new metrics, progressive edging, early weight transfer, and one that measures the G-force in a turn. And that one, I have to say, I got to try it out this winter in Australia, and that is really fun. This new addition is going to be incredible for anyone who's looking to really push their skiing up a notch. Now, what's even more interesting for this year is the system now detects what terrain you're on and pulls that into your Ski IQ score. This is a huge change and a great upgrade because sometimes it would only really score well if you were skiing on perfectly groomed snow. Now it's going to accommodate and adjust whether you're skiing in steeper slopes, more chopped up snow, or firmer snow. So this is a very big change that I think is massive kudos to the team to keep pushing and progressing the app even further. If you're the kind of skier that is looking for a tool to help push your technique that little bit further, then you should definitely check out what Carve can do. Use the code GELLIE15, that's G-E-L-L-I-E-1-5, to get 15% off for the next two weeks.